You are now listening to Rest Days. Before we dive into this week's episode, it's important for us to note that some of the topics we cover could be triggering. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome back to Rest Days. The sun is shining, the tank is clean, and I am here with my co-host. Hi, Maria. (laughs) This is Lauren Lavelle, and today we are talking about spring cleaning. I gave Maria absolutely zero warning that I would be leading with a funny (laughs) reference to the sun shining and the tank being clean, and so that's why she's a little taken aback. But today we are talking about spring cleaning, and it is really a beautiful spring day here in Philadelphia. Don't know what's going on in New Orleans. Yeah, it's uh, gloomy, rainy, but I'll be honest, we are welcoming any lower temperatures. We, we need a little shade. Summer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually quite enjoyable. We got a little thunderstorm earlier today. Love that. Um, and before we get into our spring cleaning topics, which, you know, some of them may be what you expect when it comes to spring cleaning, and some of them may be just a little outside of your expectations, we're going to talk about clickbait because we always do. Um, there's, there's too much clickbait to keep, keep up with. Maybe this is an old one. Maybe we can cleanse the palate of clickbait with, uh, Maria's first entry in the clickbait, clickbait universe. Yes. Yes. So I, I am loving this because for so many people, you may be cleaning out your social circle. You may be cleaning out the people that are breaking your boundaries, that have never really been great friends, or you're cleaning out bad behaviors in friendships, or just like setting up different uh, expectations. And I am calling it clickbait because it was me clickbait. Like I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to read it over and over and over again. I wanted to process it. So I'm bringing it here. It's an article from Refinery29 by Meg Walters titled, Is Therapy Speak Ruining Our Relationships? And it's not new. It's from January, but it was recently reshared by a therapist that I'm friends with here. And I said, oh my God, I've seen friendships end like this, where someone's sort of like, hey, like I no longer have the capacity for the emotional burden that you put into my life. And at this time I'm drawing an official boundary that we're no longer friends. You know, like, thanks for playing, see you later. And the article is essentially saying what's missing when we therapize our own friends is the back and forth nature of communication. It's just sort of very one-sided. And listen, I've had friends or people in my life where, like, I needed to cut ties. I will name that. I also think I've relied very heavily on my my own therapizing as a client and kind of found myself over-therapizing things. And I just found it to be so interesting. So in the article, people are interviewed about friendships that have ended or people the way people have, like, shared how upset they are with a friend that someone left to, like, go to bed. And they were like, you know, you hurt my feelings, but not like, hey, is everything okay? It was like, you know, you clearly have no respect for my needs. And it was like, wait, I needed to go to bed. Like, wait, what? Uh-huh. Um, so I'm curious, Lauren. Um, you seemed familiar with it. So do you, did you read this? Do you think therapy speak is something that you see in your own relationships? What are your thoughts? Yeah. So I didn't read this because, you know, I don't read, but, um, (laughs) I, 
Go for it. To clarify, Lauren can read, but chooses not to read books. Yet. I don't know. Let's start a rumor. Anyway, um, <laughs> I I have seen stuff about this, and I actually recently, I recently, as in this morning, scrolled on something of someone actually using this, weaponizing the idea of therapy speech against people who are like seeking therapy so it's like it's it's really like Ooh. layers on top of layers of this person being like therapy is ruining family relationships and it's like mm, no I have my own feelings about that but so as a person who is actively in therapy I think it's really interesting to think about because I have a very specific example of okay. this happening and me using my experience in therapy to to take a look at my own role in this as opposed to the other person's and the other person was you um <laughs> so one time i had like 26 outstanding texts to maria um which is not super uncommon but i just hadn't heard <laughs> from her in a little bit and then you texted me and it was just like a very normal response to all 26 of the te outstanding text and my immediate reaction was like I don't want to text her back right away because you know I felt like I sent I sent something and I was vulnerable and sent all 26 of these messages that really weren't that important and and she didn't text me back immediately on my timeline and then I was like oh why do I feel that way maybe because I felt like my friend was potentially abandoning me um, in my time of not not extreme need, again, never an, an important and emergency text, and realizing, oh, wait, she's in another time zone, <laughs> running a business as well, and I better text her back as soon as she texts me, otherwise I might not get a hold of her for another four days. <laughs> so then I texted you back immediately, but it was like, the idea of like boundaries and respecting my time and everything from what you're saying in this article is like, I could have been like, oh my gosh, like you don't respect me. And now I have to like, I have to put down this really hard boundary. And instead I used my experience to be like, oh wait, I'm feeling a little bit sad that I didn't immediately get to talk to my friend right away because I am like a little puppy like I needed I needed that attention but also my friend is a grown-ass adult who lives <laughs> a plane ride away I have no idea what happened in the four days between all of those messages and it's probably not just text messages between us it's also like sure, um, right. 33 TikToks that I sent and at least 10 DMs on Instagram and a carrier pigeon, like all of the ways that I'm constantly flooding my friends with contact and realizing that they will get to it when they get to it was my own use of my experience in therapy instead of putting my experience in therapy on you and being like, we are no longer in contact because you chose to go to bed too early and I had five things to tell you. Right, right. Well, I appreciate you sharing that with me now. <laughs> I'm not sure when this happened, but it happens all the time. Everybody who's listening. Um, two weeks I mean, ago, two yeah. years ago. <laughs> it's all the same. I mean, what's interesting is um, I also find that 
through therapy, I recognize that, like, I don't get to show up as the friend I want to show up as if I'm doing the behaviors or participating in the activities that, like, I know are harmful to me, right? So it's, I think it's so helpful to be friends that have therapists because, you know, what that allows us to do is process on our own and extend empathy and also, like, remind ourselves, yes, like, there are other things happening than our own emotions even though it feels really isolating. One of my favorite things is when people, you do this, you'll be like, are you, you know, not are you alive, but like some sort of like wellness check, or I'll get people that send me like crickets, like the cricket emoji, just to be like, you there? Like just checking on you. And I think it's, it speaks to a lot of, you know, just like remembering that it's a two way street, that like you really just don't know what the other person is thinking or going through. And certainly my life lately has been a very interesting time. So I appreciate you doing that. And I think that like, could you imagine it being different? Where like some of these article examples, Lauren, are like earth shattering conversations, where it's just like, you clearly don't prioritize me and my time and my emotions and I am no longer standing for this and I'm going to reinforce the boundary that like people who care about me will reach out and it's like wait 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 these are grown ass adults yeah like I feel you on that so yeah it's scary it's scary to think now like should it be um you know intentionally dismissive or ignoring or whatever it is like yeah those things are hurtful and I want to make a lot of space for people that go through that because that's not fun um and that feels really really harmful and makes other other friendships so hard because then you second guess yourself right like I think there's obviously both and here mm -hmm. um, but but to see some of the script that is being utilized of like it is sort of like a therapy script yeah or like corporate friend. like really corporate uh, wait, wait wait that's so funny that you say that the article said that someone felt like a friendship ended and that someone from HR contacted her to let her know we were no longer going to be friends hello due to your violations of these top three boundaries that I put into place and didn't tell you about <laughs> we are no right. longer going to be in contact Right, right. That's exactly what some of these messages look and sound like. And it does feel like HR speak. And the difference is I'm not in contract with my friends. My friendships are ongoing, living, breathing relationships. And there are contracts in, you know, making plans and understanding each other's boundaries. There's also like the growing with each other and the like, how many times have I like misstepped or said something that you were like, no, that's not, that's not it at all. <laughs> Absolutely not. Like there have been so many times where I have felt so grateful for your ability to communicate. Um, but if you constantly feel like you are someone whose boundaries are always being violated, you don't even give people the chance to grow with you. Yeah, you know? I think I think that there's definitely uh, both sides to this because then we have to relate it back to people who maybe have been someone whose like boundaries have been broken and then, Oh my God. Yeah. And then it can be difficult. So I think, I think there's a good and a bad with it. Uh, but I don't intend on, um, ending our friendship with an HR <laughs> letterhead to address Thank to you. your address to your house. CC Josie. Um, <laughs> It's just, it's just not going to be that way. Life is extremely messy. And unfortunately, fortunately, our friends are not the Sims. They don't stop playing when we're not playing with them. They're alive right. and doing their own thing behind, behind the scenes that we don't know about. But I appreciate yeah, that one. That's a really interesting one. I feel like it's coming up a lot on TikTok these days. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And it, it does, I will say that um, Therapy Speak has made me a much better 
dietitian. I've become a better friend, uh, like providing advice that I'm, I'm yeah, not biz- business in. <laughs> ownership, business yeah, ownership. Definitely. Um, so I, I do think it's so much messy. It's so much both and. And if you're in the business or in the moment of season of cleaning out your personal relationships, got a lot of things that like aren't serving you right now, like hey, therapy is really helpful for that. And also your friends are not uh, employees. Or projects. <laughs> or pro- fuck, they're definitely not projects. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. So if you wanted a, a, if you were, you know, expected to be on like an episode of Ricky Lake with Lauren and I, like it just happened. <laughs> a little Dr. Phil for us. <laughs> no, I'd rather go on Ricky Lake or Kelly Clarkson. Oh my God, please. <laughs> Yeah, Kelly would have loved this Drew, give us Drew Barrymore. <laughs> wow, I would sign up for that. ASAP. I'm telling you, divas are taking over talk shows. Anyway, okay. <laughs> okay. So, Lauren, I would like you to bring us more into more into springtime. I was in the cleaning mode. Bring us to spring. What's your clickbait? Okay, so my clickbait is, once again, I have fallen victim to clickbait. So, <laughs> I want to talk about being influenced to buy something, which okay. is this delicious little drink that I have right now. You know, I love a fun drink. I'm drinking a Recess. It's one of their um, mocktails, which uh, Clara, your dietitian BFF, would just say is a juice. And I, I'm, I ain't gonna argue with you, but I'm calling it a mocktail. Yeah, um, it's a mocktail now. It's a mocktail now because I'm <laughs> of age. So. I have been really trying to get into mocktails and making fun little drinks, particularly when it's warm outside and I'm finding different ways to stay hydrated and have fun and also people around me are consuming alcohol and I am not. Mm -hmm. And so I was on Instagram and a connection posted about their recess mocktails. Shout out to Jamie. And and I was like, "Uh uh-oh. And that <laughs> night, I ordered them. Um, Can I see it again? Can for the yeah. Viewers? So the one that I have right now for the for the listeners for the listeners, yeah. I, I can read. Like I said, recess zero proof <laughs> lime margarita, and it's a craft mocktail. It has adaptogens and it's lightly sparkling. And let me tell you, I don't know what an adaptogen is. We're not doing an episode on that. But I will say, <laughs> I will say. That the things that are in here, I feel like they really, there's lemon balm in here. I really do feel like there is like a chill feeling after consuming these. I This is the middle of the day, so good luck to me being chill. It's not a sleep feeling. It's not like we are, I'm popping a Benadryl. But it is very much um, like a fun little treat. I bought a box customer service here I bought a box one of them came and it was broken everywhere the box was like soaked in grapefruit paloma and I shared about it and recess sent me another box and I've already almost gone through that so if you are someone who is moving into spring looking for a fun little drink you're someone who doesn't consume alcohol uh or you do and you're doing less of that you're looking for something to take with you this is, I mean, I like it. I got clickbait. I got, I got caught. <laughs> I, I got caught. And it, and it worked out. So I'm really happy with it. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, I've been very much in that space as you. Like, I need some sort of mocktail, bubbly bev, a, a sparkly juice. I'm far too old be. and far too sensitive to alcohol to be, Me like, too. day drinking 
in the heat. Oh my gosh. And I, I always tell Caleb, I think I'm allergic to alcohol. And he's just like, guffaw. Like, there's no right. way that's true. And I feel like it's true because I actually get like, I feel semi like allergy and then I feel grumpy and then my recovery score is really low and I don't want to move my body anymore. And it's yeah. just it, living in New Orleans is hard living in a, like a day drinky city, like Philadelphia, like a drunk brunch city. It's mm-hmm. you know, can be tricky. So I'm so glad that recess has these options. I'm certainly influenced. I will be trying them. I know. Uh, and this was, a, this was an authentic yeah, click click this, yes. this, we all Lauren's not being paid for this. <laughs> and I and I got trapped by my own friend. Like it's, not, it's like it's well, I, I guess that's like word of mouth communication. It wasn't sure. so, but like, you know, once you see it and now I'm seeing it all the time because I purchased it and I now I'm getting more mocktail advertisements. So stay tuned, I guess, for later in the season when I have tried thirteen other types of mocktails that have been yes. advertised to me. Um, I'm here for it. We have a, a local mocktail company here in New Orleans. So I think if anyone's interested in a mocktail episode, will you let us know? Yes. Because that could be very fun. Um, would love that. All right. Well, I'm going to take that bubbly little energy that you offered us uh, and take it into our episode. So today we are talking about the different places or mental spaces that you might be spring cleaning. And the most obvious one, of course, is the closet. We're also going to talk through your fridge and your pantry. Eating styles might be different. And social media and images. So let's uh, let her rip here. Uh, Cleaning out your closet. Lauren, is this something that you do in the spring? I... I'm so excited because this is actually the first episode we're recording where I have turned my recording office into a closet, a closet. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who don't know anything about homes in Philadelphia, they're old as hell and the closets barely fit a hanger hung the correct way. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. So I've been having a a really hard time. Mind you, most of my cleaning out happens in the laundry basket because once something goes through and I don't want to fold it and put it away, that's when it gets put in donation. Um, So a lot of that happens before it even gets to the closet. But we've been having so many issues with just like seeing things and feeling like our closets are just not super functional for what we're using them for. So we bought a little closet system and it's allowing me to go through and really visualize my, what I have and maybe what I want, maybe what I no longer want. So that has made cleaning out my closet since my closet is now a mini room. Um, it's a walk-in closet or an extremely small bedroom, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, And so that makes kind of going through and checking a little bit easier. And then I guess my requirements are if something is uncomfortable and I'm wearing it, it won't go through, like, it might go through the wash again because I'm going to donate it, but, like, it won't come back. Mm -hmm. Like, it can't come back in and up. Like, it's, I, like, lock eyes with the sports bra or pair of shorts (laughs) or whatever it is, and I'm like, you are not coming back upstairs. Mm -hmm. You're not. Um, And I think that that's like a really big thing when you're going through clothes because we're like, oh, maybe like one more time or we just fold it and put it away and don't think think about it again. Like we're like, oh yeah, we forgot that was totally uncomfortable and I was having a wardrobe malfunction the entire time. Um, (laughs) So that's my biggest tip for getting rid of stuff and now that the seasons are changing, I'm opening up like 
you know, I'm getting back to my warmer weather clothing and really just trying to try it on before it goes back yes. into the drawers or the closet because bodies change, styles change, and and also comfort level in clothing changes uh, in both directions. Maybe last mm-hmm. spring and summer you were feeling some type of way about your body, you were just kind of wearing the clothes that you had, um, maybe you changed jobs in between this time, and now you're trying on clothes and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm having a hot girl summer, <laughs> I, like, this is actually way too much coverage, like, we need to yeah. get some ass out, you know, yeah. so... <laughs> We need to get the shorts with the little built-in, like, Maria's running shorts. But, um, so that's kind of what I'm doing to check through my closet. I don't know if you have more of, like, a systematic, because mine is really a little bit more, as it, as I flow through these clothes, like, pieces of clothing, like, do I still like this? Checking in while it's happening. Um, I think you might have a more systematic Mm. way of checking in. I don't know. I appreciate that you have that much faith in me. I promise I'm not cleaning out my closet when I'm not texting you back because <laughs> that's not happening. No, um, I know you're not yeah. doing anything to do with laundry when you're not texting me back because <laughs> you would much rather DM and text me back than do your laundry. And that's yes, where ma'am. we bonded. That's what yes, we have in common. Five o'clock in the morning on a Friday, y'all. 20, <laughs> 2016 or 17. Taking through a mountain of clothing <laughs> to find a sports bra. God bless the green light on Instagram before you could turn it off. Because I'm like, Lauren, Lauren Lavelle's awake. Elle Cakes is awake. Yeah. Is she, what's, what's she doing? Same thing as you. <laughs> yeah. So I um, I have my shorts, T-shirts out all year long. Oh, so yeah. So what's interesting is I used to, like, make a day. When I lived in Philly, when I lived in North Carolina, I would make a day. And it would be, like, the day I go through all the clothes and put them in all the Rubbermaids. I would have a donation pile. I'd have a sell pile. And I would just make it a whole thing, like an event. And now I don't. And I miss doing it. I wish I was more systematic. What I find myself doing is shuffling clothes that I don't want to wear to different sides of the drawers. And what I really need to do is go through and look at pants. So I actually try to do it in reverse now in New Orleans. Whereas as I'm putting clothes away for the winter, I'm looking at what are the long leggings that I know. Who's going to make it? Yeah. Who's making the cut? Who's who's making the cut for next year? Because what I don't want to do is carry around the same uncomfortable or too tight or just even too big, like whatever it might be, like awkward fit. I'm not taking that with me. So I find that it's easier for me to clean out in advance. So when I got to springtime, I already knew I needed more bike shorts. I knew I needed running shorts. I knew I needed those things because I had like ditched them in the early fall when it was still warm. And I was like, these aren't it. So so I guess that is some system I've brought in, but it's not as official as it used to be. I'm looking over at my closet. If anyone's like, what is she looking at? And they're watching us. Um, I'm looking at like just seeing a lot more color. So I think um, I have really kind of I vibe with your comment about the hot girl summer comment, because I think when I was in my old job and I started in the summer, like I was just wearing like a work T-shirt and joggers, like whatever the pants or the shorts were. Mm -hmm. Or now it's like uh, I can do whatever I want whenever I want. I can make my own schedule. I also borrowed from you this like uniform concept. So for the summer spring, I am doing a lot of this like periwinkle blue. 
um, and navy blue and brown and cream. And I'm just like, that's kind of like a fun, soft thing um, that I can put all of these items together. So I think not very systematic at all, but I am thinking about what's definitely not coming with me next fall or winter mm -hmm. and um, what items do I need now so I can start ordering and trying them on. I ordered four bathing suits. They're all going back. Thank God the Amazon will like send you the returns like within 12 hours, that little printout you need. And I haven't been ordering bathing suits from Amazon, but like it was just kind of like I felt like, all right, well, maybe I'll just like give it a whirl. I usually try to buy something a little bit more sustainable. It was terrible. And so I just kind of decided I'm not going to have I'm not going to have the pity party for a week. I'm just going to send them back and try right. again. And um, that's that's been helpful, too, is having I don't want to call it thick skin. I just think I'm not going to let my I'm not going to let that pity party go too long. going to have it like you suggested in our body image episode. But I'm going to try to move on because the point is to clothe myself. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. And also, I think with, like, I don't really feel that way as much about try-ons anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a little bit of exposure therapy, obviously. Yes. Not, not truly yes. therapy. But, like, I think it's, there's a little bit of, as you're moving through this, having the expectation that it is okay if things don't fit. Um and this is obviously coming from a place where I do have relative privilege and in, in having things being a little bit more accessible sizing wise. I am plus size and additionally, most places still have some options for me. But I also think uh, getting over the number of the size, yeah. if you can, oh, just yeah. being like, like, girl, we ain't holding on to larges right now. Like it's an extra, it's an extra large hot girl summer for me. And like, I'm not going to be uncomfortable for the sake of the tag. Yep. Yep. Oh my God. The tag. We can talk about that forever. I have a client who throws away the tags and uh -huh. I'm like, power to you. Like she doesn't know what half the size clothes are. She can take a guess, but it, the only real issue it's been is like resale is hard. <laughs> Yeah, or like rebuying it because you're like, oh no, <laughs> right? And I just freaking love it. It's like you know, if the tag is is haunting you, and you know your logical brain is telling you that a large here is a medium there, is a small there, is a double XL there. Like we know it's all trash. Yeah, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no rhyme or reason. But I think that that, None. like, just, just. Doing, doing the try-on, which can be, again, if you're trying on clothes from last year and you've had some body changes, can be, can get you in a little bit of a cycle, but um, allowing yourself to maybe have the very short pity party. And if it's something you just ordered, my God, please return it. Please yeah. return it while you can. I think we, most of us, have sat on returns so long that they can't go back. And now you're like, oh, no, it doesn't fit still. And I can't return it. Like, now I can't even get yes. my money back. <laughs> right. And then that turns into, well, maybe that was like a gift from the universe. And I will No, 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 no. We're not going down that road. Absolutely not. It's not a gift from the universe. You just didn't want to return it. And that's okay. We've all done it. I have pants that are see-through that I ordered that I cannot wear anywhere because once my butt is in them they are soup I don't even have to bend over for them to be see-through 
And I, for whatever reason, didn't want to drive the 20 minutes to the store. No. Them, and now they're sitting in my drawer with tags. I will come out. I will be honest. That's going to be one of our memes. I am sure of it. Leave <laughs> all my clothes that I needed to return and still have tags. It is the same bone in your body that says you can drive around in your car with three bags of donation clothes for like the last seven months. Or my, my by the door pile that like never gets smaller. <laughs> it only gets bigger. You were here recently. Like there's all, yeah. it's actually gone. We did it. We did it oh, this week. Good. But like there's, there's always like a donation pile. And like, honestly, I'd rather make it in the donation pile than go back in your closet. Like just take it out. That's where it's going. Yeah. Uh, Get it out of rotation. An accountability moment right here at recorded podcast i will be sending the pink pants out so there they go um well i think this was a great start a great reminder i would like to also note something that you shared with me earlier which is that sometimes we're cleaning out things that are simply not our style or maybe there's like other reasons besides size that we might get rid of clothing and i was wondering what are some of your thoughts for that? Oh, oh my God. I, I'm about to out myself terribly and then I'm going to get 3,000 DMs and suggestions. But sometimes I straight up have to throw shirts away because like the armpit like <laughs> stain and smell is just not going anywhere. And that has nothing to do with how it fits because they're usually the most loved thing, right? Like yeah, the most right. loved thing is the thing that becomes the jankiest. Like let's get rid of it. It's got to go. It can't. <laughs> It can't come back. Like, let it go, girl. Like, (laughs) no. So that's really, like, the first thing that comes to mind when we're, like, getting outgrowing things or getting rid of things not based on size. Mm -hmm. Well-loved things, which can be really, really hard if they become a source of comfort. And, like, girl, you deserve to not smell like armpit. Yeah. I mean, you definitely deserve that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first thing that comes to mind. But otherwise, like, outgrowing styles, I try to... You know, I don't really love shopping Mm -hmm. as a personal note. So I try to buy things that I absolutely love and that can go with me season to season. And that do feel a little seasonal so that when they when I do come back to them, I'm a little bit excited about it. Mm, That's great. I love that. How about you? Outgrowing things. Um, Yeah. I mean, yeah. Job change. Job change. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think I've outgrown like print personality in some of these places that I've been like there's parts of my life like there's just I life is too short to not wear the things I find beautiful or pretty or like I love this pattern or whatever it is and I think yeah. I used to get caught up in that of like professionalism what am I, yeah what what what's yeah am I allowed to wear that and there's there is some semblance of being a dietitian in a gym right like I am take I am wearing a shirt like I'm not we're not taking it can be hot as hell like I am not going to take a session in a sports bra like there's just certain things where I do feel like I don't need my sweaty titties sweaty arms sweaty drips from my elbows like let me at least sweat in my shirt so my body is not (laughs) like glowing in the sun and distracting myself right right like it's more about like am I distracted by my own outfit and that would happen I would find myself pulling or picking because I don't typically like I work out happily without my shirt on but sitting and like being comfortable matters so I find that there are situations like that where like I want to feel comfortable but ultimately I have I've really enjoyed bending the rules I've whatever those rules are in my head Uh uh I've enjoyed um 
I've, I've really enjoyed just like picking things that are like shouting at me. Like the three items I have over here hanging, one for a wedding, one for uh, an event I'm going to, are bright pink, bright orange. And I'm just so excited about that. Sometimes, we've talked about this before, maybe like six or seven episodes ago, like I would just kind of think, well, I should just settle for something one color because that's what I like right now. That's what feels safe, but it actually doesn't feel like me. So sometimes I'm outgrowing the safety. Yeah, or, or the and safety I, is, is switching or you're, yeah, you're expanding your, your style yeah. palette. I do want to touch on right. before moving on the comfort aspect. I talked about this this week on TikTok, how for a lot of folks, body changes can can cause clothing to become something that is no longer comfortable for a variety of reasons. But like you said, like the sweating in something, if you're wearing something that makes that makes you feel the sweat, regardless of like what's going on, even if it was okay last year and now this year you just like <laughs> yeah. literally can't handle it. Those are other reasons to get rid of things like materials that aren't comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, if you moved, if you moved from Philly to New Orleans, like there are certain materials that I would probably never wear again if I was living yeah. somewhere that was a sauna um, or a steam room rather. <laughs> like there are, are other reasons that clothing can become uncomfortable and just really leaning into comfort and comfort and style. I think it's, it's yeah. hard to find that sometimes and knowing that you deserve to be comfortable and find things that feel comfortable yeah. right now. Yeah. And that comfort is mental comfort too. So like, it doesn't matter if it looks good on you, you know, someone compliments it and Oh my God, I love that look on you. It looks so comfortable. looks so cute. Whatever. And you're like, I'm if, so fucking itchy. Yeah. Like if you're so <laughs> right. If that like zipper is digging into your rib, like there's no reason to keep it other than what other people complimented it. I've seen that happen. Like even in my own life, but my friends and my siblings, well, like everybody compliments this one. Well, like, I'm sorry, but fuck those people. Like, right. <laughs> like I, this is about you. <laughs> yeah. And also like you already wore it. So like, let's go, let's, let's keep it moving. It's okay. You got the compliments, collect them and move forward. Yes. And I will note that I, I understand that comfortable clothing sometimes isn't stylish, like, I think, but, <laughs> who are you I, talking I, to? <laughs> I don't know. I'm an, I'm an big teacher today and it's comfortable. But I also find that, like, style is about alignment with your personality. Mm -hmm. and alignment with, like, so, like, don't find, like, I think when people hear, like, oh, dress, uh, dress comfortably, like, we're not saying, um, you know, wear pajamas, right? Like, it's like, find your style, embrace it. And you don't have to wear clothes that are too tight or styles that just because they're in, like, you don't have to wear them if they don't feel like you. I don't even know what's what's in because I am a creature of comfort. And I'll I'll put on anything and wear it if it is comfortable. And that's kind of really the baseline for me. I love that. That's a good baseline. Yeah. It's a good start. Yes. Um, I mentioned colors and patterns, and you you offered a great sentiment earlier. Who gets to wear patterns? I, I think we should definitely talk about that. One, do you wear patterns? Do you like companies with patterns? There's limited edition patterns. Tell me about it. Yeah, um, this came up because I went to the Print Fresh, which was primarily pajamas and is now expanding which I'm super excited about because they now have dresses so like it's it's on it's on oh my god um, and 
everything is a pattern and there are some like legacy patterns like I'm a Bagheera girl like I wear the Bagheera pattern I have it in several different colors I have it as a um as an apron I have it as napkins Ew. like oh my god it's it is my legacy but like who gets to wear patterns and and how do we feel about it and really um so often I found myself dressing quieter or wearing my hair in a way that is less that attracts less attention because I feel some type of way about receiving that attention or taking up space and I think patterns can really be a place where if you're feeling uncomfortable or if you're um, feeling like you don't belong somewhere and wearing something bright and something that may be a conversation starter, maybe a conversation that you're not ready to have or feel um, eyes on you. I think patterns can sometimes scare people away from that. And then, of course, there are rules around yes. patterns and stripes and colors and who gets to wear what. Uh, at one point in my life, a family member told me I shouldn't wear white because it wasn't flattering. And what? If anyone knows me at all, I wear so I wear much a lot white. Of white. Yes, white. I wear so much white. I'm wearing white right now, and I wear so much white despite uh, always spilling on myself. I don't know how I managed to keep this many white clothes, but um, <laughs> so that was really a rebellion against the idea of what colors or what patterns that I get to wear. Um, and and I think patterns, experimenting with patterns, can be a lot of fun and for some people who have lifelong been told they shouldn't wear things that are distracting or draw attention to their belly or their arms or their butt like patterns can be uh complicated so one thing that i remember is not that people telling me i couldn't wear a pattern because my mom was pretty good about you know suggesting i could wear whatever i wanted however i heard other people comment on other people's outfits. Oh, that pattern makes her ass look huge. Or, oh, that's not a flattering look on so-and-so. Yes. Oh, my and God. I, like, the comments you hear from other people you like, and you're like, well, I'm clearly going to be the next person you talk about in their outfit. Um, I think that has impacted me more. Or how about... Church vibes. You ever go to church? Oh, and they're just, oh. <laughs> don't. I cannot go there today. <laughs> oh, no. The church vibes are the worst are the worst because you would just watch everyone it would be a fashion show when everyone's going to get communion oh my gosh, and you're, like, yes. you're like saying your prayer in the kneeler and you're like wow that's limited too like you know you were looking at everybody i so i think the judgment and hearing other people judge other outfits or just like the shows wear this not that um what there are oh my god them, like award, what not to wear what not to wear and so much of it is centered on thinness and appearing flattering and appearing flattering and taking up less space and being more palatable and i feel like like you wearing patterns wearing bright colors is rebellious to what i was taught which is like to be very you know like i looked like um a 40-year-old secretary when I was in second grade. Like, I, everything was about, like, the sweater set and, like, everything fit just perfectly because I was a little round girl and my mom wanted to make sure that nobody, you know, had anything to say about me. That I was always, like, clean cut, put together, always looked, you know, the, the S word here is sloppy, to never look sloppy. And, oh, my gosh. The opposite right? experience that I had because I was a little round girl in neon bright colors with, like... <laughs> fuzzy hair and no shoes on for like most yeah. of my life and here i am 
You're a little baby Bob in white. Yeah. <laughs> in white now. I'm wearing the neon now. And I, I just think um, we forget how um, ingrained in us these rules are. And if you're finding yourself saying, well, I couldn't wear that bathing suit because it's this style or because it's this pattern. And the only thing holding you back is the thought of that. Maybe we do get a little risky and try something. I've really loved renting items for that reason. So I can like try things and just see like, what is it like in the comfort of my bedroom to see? Uh, you should see some of these dresses. Um, some of them are from the Barbie core section. Um, and they're just bright, bright, bright pink and patterned. So I think give your uh, five-year-old or inner 12-year-old a chance to shine, y'all. We love it. We love yes. it. Ready to move yeah. on to the yeah. the fridge clean out? Yeah, let's let's clean out the fridge. Let's clean out the pantry. We mentioned this in the uh, like spring intro episode, which is like how we change some of our eating habits. But let's talk about being okay with that and like what are we cleaning out? What are we feeling good about? Yeah, yeah. I actually changed like naturally just move into a different uh, eating pattern and like foods immediately when it starts getting wow. warmer like I cannot tolerate certain foods <laughs> like the other day Scott suggested either Thai or Indian food and I was like a curry in this kind of weather <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like Lauren people eat things all the time I'm like yeah I know but you know come on yeah. um so really the hero of my life recently is just experimenting with Trader Joe's bag salads mm -hmm. I have like a couple things to say about it if you are feeding a lot more people than I am I'm only feeding two sometimes only one which is myself and I'm like mm -hmm. Scott fend for yourself um you're gonna you know bag salads may not be as convenient and as right, uh right. exciting for you because you're like this is like uh, everyone gets one little spoonful like nobody's <laughs> gonna get enough um get half a crouton yeah, we're just break just breaking all the toppings up. But um for those of us who maybe do ha like are able to do that, you're not thinking about maybe feeding as many people or you're pe planning for your own lunches and not someone else's. Um bag salads have been where it's at. I feel like they give me variety and they kind of lead the way and they don't take up a ton of space mm -hmm. in my fridge, so I can I've been going through them enough that I don't feel bad air quotes about food waste uh yeah. so that's the other thing they can save on food waste when you're like i'm not going to buy an entire bag of croutons like yep. i just don't yep. i don't they're never going to get used i've tried buying croutons recently they didn't get used even though mm. i've made salads they're just like out of sight out of mind so those will be getting tossed right like <laughs> like things in my my uh pantry that'll be getting tossed and then yeah just really like enjoying um, having access to more colorful foods right now. Uh, I'm back on my smoothie game. We talked about this a little bit, but it's pretty, it's pretty instant. It's like someone flips a switch. And as soon as I start, uh, absorbing rays of sunshine, I am also turning into someone who is having a smoothie and, uh, an entire bag salad for lunch. Yes. I love it. <laughs> I just had a, a very large salad for lunch and Lauren asked if it was a bag salad. And I said immediately, yes. And it wasn't, bagged I was lying and I thought well wait it wasn't bagged it was made from last night it was just like neatly organized in a bowl ready to go it was leftover from last night and I thought 
I mean, that's also a way to do bag salads. It's like taking 10 minutes to make it and then portion it out so you have it. It, it can get wilted, so of course you want to plan that well. Um, but the ease of it, the ease of... Did we say our... wilted? Did we call it wilted? We didn't. We called it flaccid. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just so everyone knows. Um, and I, I find that the ease of reaching for something that's cold and refreshing is everything so i like to clean out my pantry to make sure i have those things like i have more cans of tuna or i have more you know things i can turn into a quick like cold sandwich or cold salad it's really nice oh yeah sandwiches for totally forgot yeah, about the yeah. other food group <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah that's like 75 percent of my pyramid um i i find that my issue here is is just like that i'm suddenly very hot and then suddenly very tired so the idea of cooking is just, it's just too much energy. I have no desire. I want to order out every night. If I'm spending all day in the gym, which is Monday, Tuesday, sometimes Fridays, except for this, well, I'll be hot from like 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. with no reprieve other than maybe going to like sit at a coffee shop or like go somewhere or sit in the car. Like there's no reprieve because the gym's not air conditioned. And I get home, and I want absolutely nothing to do with my kitchen. So mm -hmm. in those moments, I this is kind of, uh, you might see this coming. Like, we have a lot of jars of pickles. We have a lot of yogurt, cottage cheese. We have things that I can kind of just, like, mosey around and pick. And just, like, we have, you know, cherry tomatoes. Like, easy things just, like, pop in your mouth. It's just like, yeah. oh, this is a start. Food is a good idea. It's almost like a palate cleanser from the hot day. So that's those are some of the things that we love. We really try to not cook and heat up the house too much after May. Like you really Yeah, well I mean that's why on. all all like millennials are emotionally attached to their air fryers. because um, mm -hmm. they don't heat up your house as much. I also want to add for people who may be feeling the same way as you, I'm not the dietitian of the two of us, but like eating your three square meals is overrated. Like right. you're allowed to do those, particularly if you're someone who's like overheating or like feeling overwhelmed. Um, it's okay to have like a fruit, you know, a fruit bar and some yogurt and then figure it out later or have your smoothie right. and whatever. Because sometimes eating and sitting down for a meal and all of that can be super overwhelming when you're, like, really hot, when you're busy. Mm -hmm. And instead of doing the thing where you don't eat completely, just, like, realizing that it's okay to have mini meals or, you know, stand at your fridge and eat pickles and, <laughs> and like, one Hawaiian roll. Yeah. <laughs> Call it oh, my God. It sounds amazing. <laughs> Come back later. <laughs> Like, I 100% co-sign that. I would so much rather folks uh, let go of these hard rules they have and expectations around, like, it's 12, I better eat lunch. It's like, well, if you're kind of hungry at 12, but not really, like, I'd rather you start with a little snackitizer and, yeah, give yourself time to figure it out. Do I want you going, you know, 0 out of 10 on the fuel thing, right? Like, you're at, you're at empty? No. Like, it, it, I do want you to take that time for yourself. And the practice of breaking up with those hard rules around when meals can happen uh, is what's a, that's what allows you to do that. So I love mm -hmm. that you mentioned that. Very important for me personally to just be like, is this lunch? Like, does this, does this need a name? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. We can get creative. There's a second breakfast. 
mid-morning lunch. Second breakfast is also different to me than brunch, by the way. Yes, I 100% agree with that. Okay, cool. Yes, good. Good talk. So, are you feeling satisfied on fridge clean-out? Is there anything that we're cleaning out that we forgot to mention? Um, I am. I also think that we could talk about, like... There's there's this running joke, like if you're a younger millennial or um, a Gen Z, your fridge is like 99% fun beverages. And I absolutely align with that. We started this with fun beverages, but I think um, fun beverages in your fridge and switching them out and maybe you are doing more on the weekend, you're doing more outside, but also remembering to stay hydrated. So pulling some of those hydration trip tricks, tips out to like stay hydrated which can also impact your your hunger cues and everything like that yeah. so if you're oh my god yes and your digestion right even being right like process you're not going to be having a good time so just remembering that having a fun beverage and also water um specifically directed at maria today <laughs> is a good uh, idea yes yeah, so i do realize i had a really scratchy throat and lauren was like <laughs> Uh, do you have something besides water today? And I made this grimacing face. But I realized now my throat was scratchy because I loaded that latte with cinnamon. <laughs> I was getting like a micro cinnamon challenge in the back of my throat. And I kind of yeah. thought I was, uh, my, my health anxiety was through the roof, but I held it together. Um, and the, the like, note, just drink some water. But I do have you know. something. I did drink some water. Yeah, I was just suffering <laughs> in peace. Um, I like the beverage concept uh, as a reminder here because water is not always something I want to drink when I'm hot. Like I don't always mm -hmm. want water, but having juice and your recess drinks and having your little mocktails and your liquid IVs and your, you know, your other beverages. Yeah. Even your Coke, your Kool-Aid. Yeah. Like let's get those red tongues. Mm -hmm. it, it is a okay to drink liquids that aren't water. Yeah. Yeah. Whole, Ooh. whole thing, whole thing. Yes. But yeah. So the beverage episode is clearly coming. Clearly. Yeah. I think we could do a mini <laughs> yeah. episode. Yes. Mini episode on beverages. Stay tuned. Yes. Well, I think that takes us uh, to our social media clean out, which this is a, a, the every day is a great day to clean out your social media feed. This time of year might be specifically important. I'm mm -hmm. thinking of something. You might be thinking of that something. What might that something be? Uh, challenges in summer. Eee! and summer body countdowns yeah. baby <laughs> oh they remind me of the pinterest graphics of like doing 700 squats a day until your fourth of july party right gross, gross. yeah I so participated in things like that coming up on your feed um really just a heavy push for for bodies and x y and z can it can be a good time to mute if you're into muting if you're not ready to commit, can be a good time to unfollow. And algorithms, despite being uh, elusive, are, t for me, getting a little smarter. So things like TikTok, looking away, um, and really seeking out things that you want to see yeah, on your feed yeah. can increase that. So if you're getting a lot of... Um, weight related things and exercise things not only is the not interested button available but also maybe purposefully checking on things that you do want to see <laughs> um yes, on yes. weight neutral things on fashion things on 
um, mocktail TikTok, like all of those things that you want to see, increasing your looking into those will potentially help reset and, you know, a reset detox, if you want, um, your own social media for spring. I think that those are those are some things that I've been trying to do. Like, what do I want to look at? Mind you, my FYP is like 99% cats. <laughs> Nothing just, to see here. As it should be. As it should be. Yeah, I think that's such an important note that often gets missed. We hear a lot about changing your ad settings, which is very unfollow, important. unfollow. You're like, damn, who am I following yeah, now? Right. <laughs> right. Unfollow, mute, block, restrict, all the things. We very rarely hear that it is the science of the algorithm to show you what it thinks you want to see. So go and engage with the things. How to train your algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> it is a dragon after all. Yeah. Like it is so real. So like if you haven't seen Lauren's content in a while or she's not coming up in your stories and you really love her content, go to her profile and either, you know, uh, favorite or subscribe for notifications, or just go and read and like and comment because not only is it helpful for the creator to be seen, it's also really important for you to train the algorithm to say, I like content like this. And you're gonna get some sneak attacks in there. You're gonna get mm -hmm. some some weirdies in the, uh, the search, the explore tab, or maybe your for you page. And that's part of it, right? It's just constantly reintroducing ideas too. Uh, but you can get your you can get your social media like right. Mm -hmm. You can get it right. You can see yeah, it's really hard for me to get clickbait to be honest. Like it's it, very difficult. Mm -hmm. That's why we have you submit clickbait to us because sometimes it's just not coming up because mm -hmm. um, the block the block the not interested very strong in me. So I have uh, separated myself from a lot of those things. Yes. Yes, I think that's such a, a valuable skill to have, and it's a lot easier than throwing out your favorite dress or donating your favorite article of clothing, of course. Um, and it also means protecting yourself, similar to providing comfort in your body with clothes. This is providing comfort in your social media experience, which can be very draining. Yes, yeah, which um, is part of the reason that you can take a break. Yeah, you can take vacation, summer yes. vacay from your social media. How, are you into that? Will you take like a full week off and just, I don't, I don't see that as something that you've done before. Maybe, yes, no? I mean, I've definitely stepped away from social media. I talk about this a lot, but part of me is, uh, as someone who's been actively running a business and promoting it and, you know, working with people and connecting with people online for this long, I'm like, dang. I wish I just had like an anonymous account where it's like only me looking at the weird little things that I'm interested in, um, which is totally possible, but I just don't have the time. And, and when I'm there, I want to work. So yeah. I think that, yes, I do. I do take breaks. Yes. To answer your question. I do take breaks. Um, and I also have let go of the idea of, posting when I need to post or what I need to post. Um, you know, when we do collaboration posts together, I'm just like, just push the button. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> these people are going to see it when they see it. Um, and so I think that, that that can become a lot. And if you're not someone who is working on social media or someone who's using it, even just recreationally, just knowing that there are some things that you can keep to yourself. There are some things that you can love and cherish and not, share and they're completely valid and it 
doesn't mean you're not being like fully recognized as who you are online. It just means that you're a whole ass human being in real life. Like we don't have to be constantly <laughs> sharing all the things yeah. um, unless they are pictures of your pets. Then you well, can share those, share yes. those. Please. And thank you. Tag I'm, me. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you said that. It, I had a moment last night. I was in the vet with Josie and my sister Bree and um, Brie was showing me these hysterical Snapchats that she saved. I guess that were hers or like recents or something. And I was like, Brie, you would be viral on TikTok. You are hysterical. Like she is such a caricature of herself in these like sort of online silly spaces. Like she's just, she's just so funny. And I thought, well, it's actually precious that no one knows that. Yeah. You know, it's precious and it makes it sustainable and enjoyable to her. Whereas if she like monetized her personality, she might right. hate it. So I think there's also, there's such a push for like, that could be content. This could be content. Mm. Here's the, here's the caption I'm going to put on this picture of me that I perfected at the beach. And it's like, your life doesn't have to be content for other people to consume. Yes, I don't want to be constantly consumed. I want to be, and I don't want to constantly be consuming, which is why taking a break is fine and good yeah. and fun and just like being a whole human being. I, you know, a lot of people don't have the same relationship with social media that either of us have. That's and true. I've kind of always been someone, like, I've always been a little online troll. Me too. And I will continue forever. Like, I met the dude that I live with online, you know, by being a little troll and being like, oh, who's that guy? Um, and yeah. here I am. <laughs> here I am. Right, right. And here we are, right? Right, I mean, exactly. I've met, met friends in Neopets and Zanga <laughs> and MySpace and Tumblr. And, like, I, I feel very strongly that the Tumblr girlies – crawled so the instagram girlies could run i mean we were holding it down i'm just gonna mention that yeah tumblr girls forever and i mean that's the beauty of it is if you have a if you are a millennial you are the only i think you're the only generation essentially well gen x too but like you kind of grew up in the like peak childhood time where you had one foot in non-internet and the other foot in internet and that is such a unique space so like Social media is a part of our, like, a fabric of who we are. So taking a break doesn't mean, you know, black and white, oh, I'm done with it. It could just mean giving yourself that vacation you need. Yes, and I think that the other thing about social media and being on it for so long is that uh, all of them, all of them, all of them have started doing memories. <laughs> and oh, so you remember, oh, remember it was just, it was originally, like, just Facebook. I swear to God, all of them do it now. They're like... I, I, I get reminders, um, and shout out to Jackie, uh, but, like, Jackie is someone who's in my membership, who I've met in real life, who has been, we've been following each other, and I got a reminder the other day that was, like, five years with Jackie online, and I was like, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> like, this is yeah. so intense. This is so intense, and it's, it's a little Black Mirror-ish, but, um, those memories, and then you look back and you click on something that's from high school on, like, Facebook, or, um, and it's, like, a little Wayne lyric, and you're like, please, God, why is this the whole post? Why yeah, is the I... post, like, a Drake, a Drake line, and then, like, nothing else, no context? Yeah, or sometimes it was the is, like, Maria is, you know? Oh! Those are the worst! And that? so, so, um, 
cleaning out that like closet and really going back and like seeing, okay, cool, we've evolved and also going back to body image and body changes. Sometimes these memories can be a little bit triggering and you posted about that in your Barbie memes, but, yes, um, like that is the one that really threw me like photo memories of who you were in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and sometimes it has nothing to do with how you looked. It's sometimes it's just, you can see your mindset. You could see the shifts in your mindset. You're like, it's like a picture of you and you're like heading into my second workout of the day. X, Y, Z. And me like, drinking up. No. Yeah. Like what is going on? Why don't you go outside? Um, like, like go for a walk, babes. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> Take a drink of water. Um, but yeah, I think that that's like when we talk about social media cleanouts, it also could be the, let me check how many thousands of photos that I have on my phone, you know, like, yeah. And, and I love having those memories. And if they're, if they're worth having, maybe you print them out. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe print yes. them out. Maybe Do print them out. with them. Right. 13,000 currently. How do you even have the space for that? Girl, you know I bought the most space. <laughs> oh, did you really? I have 5,000 and a completely full iCloud storage. Oh, yeah. I think so. we're I think we're off the grid now. <laughs> we I think we're off the grid. Officially off the grid, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think that um, those photo memories can be great. And like I said, if they're worth saving, maybe they're worth printing out or they're worth, like, having somewhere else um, and getting choosy with that because yes. you yeah. – you know, you deserve to evolve and look back, but also maybe some of those, mm, maybe, maybe just maybe delete that one. Take it out of rotation. Yeah. We don't need to see next year. Like this time, six years ago, you posted this. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> Wait, no, thank you. Yeah. Mm -mm. It's all good. All good. Thank you. Thanks for playing. Yeah, I find that the uh, most of the conversations about body image that I have with clients usually start with, I saw this photo of myself. Ah, uh, like, uh, yeah. Y'all, like, you're going to wait till wait till the you from 40 years from now sees on VR, because that's probably where we're going to be, an image of you today. <laughs> She's going to think you're hot as hell. 40 years from now? You think okay. we're going to be here? Mm. We might be in I was going to say, I'm going to be in heaven. <laughs> I'll see you in hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Stardust, baby. But um, I, no, it's true. It's true. Those pictures can really get you. They can totally yeah. get you. And I also think it's there. It's so lovely to, to say that, even though I'm joking about 40 years from now, but like the difference between the five years from that picture memory and, and now, and then way, way future, like, those will look the same. Yeah. Like yeah. they'll all, they'll start blending together where it it was like, "Oh, that was a picture that I took it when I was 25 and now I'm 30, but then like it'll be like, "Oh, now I'm, you know, 70 and those were in my 20s or 30s." Yep. Right, like, right, 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 right. They were blips, but they were closer on that radar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll Sorry. feel diff it'll feel different and um again, I think there's value in being able to see like younger pictures of you and also again they can be triggering they sure can and if it means uh disabling <laughs> that for feature from yourself or just uh, just is that possible 
I don't know. I feel like on your phone it's got to be. We got to have a way to turn that off on like the iPhone settings. But I think in other capacities, like if you're still using Time Hop, like maybe we delete that. If we are yeah, still, don't tell me. If you have a habit of going to see memories or you haven't like unfollowed your own memory story on Instagram yet. Like maybe you do that. I unfollowed mine. I like removed it. I had no interest in seeing a memory like other than like a three years ago today, I shared something that you, I, I have checked while you were talking. I shared something you posted and it was a great post about wearing whatever you want when you exercise. Great memory. Wow. Yeah. Totally relevant. <laughs> truly, <laughs> truly, we are on time. I, I sort of just feel um, you need to do what you need to do. And if you're going to let an old memory that probably is like something you can just savor and move on with, if you're going to let that soil your day. Uh, it's time to, to reconsider the amount of power we're giving it. Yeah. Yeah. Bring those boundaries. Uh, we've cleaned out the fridge. We've cleaned out the closets. Uh, we have cleaned up the social media and we still have not cleaned up the laundry baskets and the pile by the door. But nope. Nope. <laughs> I think I think we've gone as far as we can this spring. <laughs> this is enough cleaning for, for this season. Y'all, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweaty. Get me a drink. Yes. Uh, yeah. I would love to hear or see. You can tag us. What are y'all cleaning up? Um, if you have a really awesome clothes haul, we want to cheer you on. If we, uh-huh. if you are uh, getting a little recess, obviously tag Lauren in that. Oh, yes, please. Fuzzy beverage. Please and thank yes. you. Um, we're here to support you in your spring cleaning journey, and we thank you for listening today. Yeah, see you later. See you later. Bye. Bye.